Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is answers. Step one, ask questions. Last week, we talked about the importance of cultivating curiosity. This week, we're going to begin our series of seven episodes structured around the answers inquiry process, a learning process that's ideal for cultivating student curiosity and putting students at the center of their own learning. Step one in the answers process is A, ask questions. And if you haven't figured it out, each letter in answers will become one of the steps in the process. So first, A, ask questions. The goal of this step is for students to develop their inquiry or research question. This is the question that students will research and answer, and this question will drive their inquiry process. It will eventually evolve into the student's hypothesis or thesis. Now, with younger students, you probably wouldn't call it that, but that essentially is what it is. How do I use use Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. There are four key parts to this step of the process, so let's break it down one at a time. Number one, spark curiosity. Once again, curiosity is the key element. We need to find some way to pique our students' interest and get them generating questions. If they're not curious, they will almost certainly not ask any questions. There's no one right way to do this, and the approach you take will be influenced by your content, your own expertise, and your own creativity. Some common examples are to begin with an intriguing picture, or maybe you show a short video, conduct an experiment, or maybe present an interesting object or artifact. You could read a short story or explore an interesting document. There are almost endless ways you could do this. There are many popular websites available that are actually packed with resources that work really well for sparking curiosity and interest. For example, Wonderopolis is a highly recognized and awarded inquiry learning site that includes features like Explore the World of Wonders and The Wonder Jar. Smithsonian Learning Lab has millions of digital images, recordings, texts, videos, and much more. FET P-H-E-T, offers thought-provoking online simulations that get students curious. The website Phenomena for Next Generation Science Standards has a collection of really intriguing short videos and pictures related to core science standards. Really, the options are almost endless. Number two is to define the problem, task, or situation. This part often happens during that initial spark experience described in number one. Since new learning is built upon previous knowledge or experience, the SPARK activity should be used to activate students' prior learning. What do they already know about what they're experiencing in that SPARK activity? Many of you are probably familiar with the KWL chart, the K being know, the W want to know, or sometimes wonder, and the L learn. What have you learned? By filling out the K, or the No section of the chart, students will activate their prior learning. The gap between what they know and what they don't know will often spark curiosity. Another strategy that works well is the star-bursting strategy. In this strategy, a student has a six-pointed star. In each ray of the star, there's one of the big six questions. Who, what, when, why, where, and how. 
students use this graphic organizer to think about that spark prompt and then they answer each of the questions. I'll post some digital templates on our website that you can copy and use with your students if you'd like. Number three is to formulate essential questions. This is the heart of this first step of the answers process. If you use the KWL chart to get students activating prior knowledge, you can now move on to the W part of the process here. What do they want to know? What do they wonder? The key here is to have students generate as many questions as possible about the spark you presented. You're striving for quantity, not necessarily quality at this step. Not all students are comfortable with this, so you'll need to guide them through it and possibly practice a couple of times on other topics. Be sure that all students have a voice in this part of the process. One way to help with this is to give students some quiet individual think time before they share as a group. You could also have students write down their own questions first or share in a small group before sharing with the entire class. Digital documents are great for capturing these ideas. You might consider using tools like Padlet or Google Jamboard, Microsoft Whiteboard or Whiteboard.chat. Even simple digital documents like Microsoft Word or Google Docs work great. Once you have a lot of questions, then you'll need to help the class narrow these down to essential questions that will guide your inquiry process. Build off of student questions and also make sure that the final questions align with the academic standards and outcomes for your class or your unit. Number four, maintain a culture of curiosity. While the students work through the steps in the answers inquiry process, it's important to remind them that this process is not completely linear. They will need to weave back and forth between these steps, and they'll continue to ask questions as they learn more. Encourage them to keep a curious mindset and ask questions throughout the entire process. While inherently present in all of us, curiosity is something that must be cultivated so that students learn how to formulate effective questions that lead to answers and solutions. Be sure to model, reinforce, and remind students about the importance of asking questions at all times. It'll take practice, but they can get good at this. If you haven't done this with students before, it can feel a little messy. And you know what? That's the nature of authentic learning. It is messy but it's also powerful. And by passing some of the control over to your students, you're also making sure the learning experience is truly student-centered. At the end of step one, your students should have one or more questions that will guide their inquiry. Next week, we'll explore step two of the process, N, or noting possibilities. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article titled Spark Curiosity and Ask Questions for Inquiry Learning, Step 1 of the Searching for Answers Inquiry Process. And of course, be sure to join Reno Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.